Hello and welcome to the Activist Podcast, brought to you by Vegan FTA, vegan for the animals. I'm your host, Gareth Skirt, and I'll also be joined by my wonderful co-host and wife, Jackie Norman. In this episode, we have the delightful Karina Campbell-Gedge. Karina is the creative genius behind one of our favourite UK vegan clothing labels, Anticarnis. In this interview, we talk about the impact of creative activism and wearing your ethics. And as an extra little tidbit, Karina and I briefly discuss some of our favourite bands in the metal genre that inspires her artwork. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did, and be sure to check out our social media pages at VeganFTA on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube, where you can also find this series in video format. So thank you so much for joining us today, Karina, from the UK. Um, for our viewers and followers uh, from around the world, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, um, I'm Karina and I run an online shop for vegan activist apparel called Anticarnist. Awesome. I know I mean, we've been admirers for yours you know, for a long, long time now. So it was wonderful to, to get you on the series. And um, one of the things that we love about recording the episodes for this series is hearing everybody's backstories. Um, before now, we've met activists who are descended from a long line of butchers or even slaughterhouse workers. We've had ex-farmers and hunters as well. Um, in your case, prior to um, starting Anticarnas, you previously worked as a graphic designer for a carvery of all places, creating menus and billboards intended to make meat look delicious. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little about those days and what it was like, um, you know, doing that job and, and also what it was that led you to become vegan? Uh, well, it was um, around six years ago now, and I've been in my graphic design job for three years. So I was working in head office above the restaurant, um, and uh, I've, I've always wanted to do illustration or graphic design, so I, I thought I had it made and I was quite comfortable. Uh, but I was always obsessed with animals and I always loved documentaries, so it's probably inevitable that I would eventually see all the vegan documentaries. Like what was coming out at the time, it was uh, The Ghosts in Our Machine, uh, Blackfish, Speciesism, uh, Speciesism hard to say that word, the movie, and I ended up watching every single one that came out, so I was exposed to all these uh, new ways of looking at things and what I'd been told my entire life, and I also had friends that went vegan, and I was like, is this possible, Like, and you don't die? <laughs> so I thought they'd die of malnutrition or something, so it was just exposing myself to information, and eventually my job just got harder and harder to do. Uh, because I thought what I was being asked to Photoshop a roast turkey to look delicious. And it became just more and more impossible for me to do that. I started um, the Anticarnas blog to share what I had learned. Oh, wow. It's, um, I can understand from doing a bit of work with like food photography, it can be um, very, very close up and sort of intense with the food. And um, yeah, I, I can't yeah. imagine tr trying to do it narrow and trying to make it look tasty. I'd be, um, I'd be trying yeah. to paint the legs back on it to try and show them something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, paint the feathers back on. Yeah, but, I um, tried it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's awesome how uh, Anticana started out as a blog, and I understand you did that um, 
like many of us, when you start out, there's a lot of anger, um, a lot of distress that we want to vent. You know, some of us do it in more productive ways than others. And I understand writing was uh, your way of getting it out. Um, how do you feel that helped you get through it? Oh, writing it all down helped a lot. Um, it got to the point where I felt like I was bugging my friends a bit much, but I even put it on my own Facebook. So I made uh, my own Facebook page called Anticarnas. Um, and I thought if people want to know, it's, all the information's there and they can come to me. And uh, I just thought since I'd kept a diary my entire life, um, I felt that was something I was good at because I, I, I feel like I'm really good at talking about how I feel and it had a lot to do with that. Well, your your blogs are absolutely excellent and, you know, they're really informative for both um, vegans and non-vegans and we can find all those on your website, which, you know, of course we will link to. But, um, you know, you describe Anticarnas as activist apparel for metalheads and indeed your clothing, as we can see with what you're wearing, is a metal-loving activist's dream. It's awesome. Um, did you ever imagine that one day you'd have your own clothing label, let alone such a unique one? Uh, not in a million years, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I've always loved drawing animals, um, so I guess got that one down. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I've never been hugely into fashion, but I, I just wear jeans and a T-shirt, and if I see some nice artwork and it uh, represents me and it, it, it's a way of expressing yourself. So I'm, I'm all about the art and the message, and, like, it's, it's just... It's space there to be taken to show people. Um, and again, like the blogs, it's something that people don't have to engage in. They can just take it in and keep it to themselves. Or it's a conversation starter. And that way it's not pushy, it's not in your face, but it's there if you want to discuss it. I think it's a perfect method of activism. Oh, I absolutely um, love your designs and um when I uh, was looking through a load of the feedback people have done on them and um, they all say the same thing. It's uh, they're works of art, you know, and you have to take that second to really look at them to see the message underneath, you know, it's not like some of the ones out there, which are just, well, like my shirt today from safe, you know, it's just a slogan sort of a bit more arty slogan than some of them, but um, it's just very bold print, you know, um, kind, kind of boring with some of them. Um, but yours are just, they're so intricate, so detailed. I absolutely love them. And, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's all just part of your overall style coming out then, I guess. Yeah, like you say, it, it's hard to explain, um, but I, I aim for the, the designs to be in your face and subtle at the same time in equal measure. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, exactly what I aim for um, and you can take from it whatever you want some people are offended some people are touched all by the same design it, it's strange but there's definitely uh, I want there to be a discussion that's wonderful because yeah, yeah. Um, a big thing that comes through this uh, doing this series is it's always about starting discussions and yes discussions that really help to plant those seeds in people's minds and you're yeah. doing an absolutely brilliant job because I really uh, we'll have the link in this. Um, I really encourage people to go check them out because, well, 
uh, as we were saying before the show started, I, I've still got the the shopping list like full of the, the yeah. designs that I want. I think we could, we kind of call it the, the Thinking Vegans Apparel. You know, it's you, you, gotta, <laughs> you know, it's awesome. It's metal. It's it's like you say, it's in your face, but at the same time, it's like, oh, what does that say? You know, and that that's a cool, you know, animal head or whatever. But what does it say underneath that? So it's really cool. I should we should probably say actually, you know, the name in itself, anti carnist sounds cool if you're a metalhead vegan or, or whatever. Um, but it does have a meaning and. I didn't realize until recently that uh, even a lot of vegans don't really understand where the term carnist comes from, let alone anti-carnist. So where did uh, you get the name anti-carnist from? That's a very good question. Um, I mentioned at the start um, my time of awakening was watching all these documentaries. I also read a lot of books, and one of those was um, from Dr. Melanie Joy, and she coins the words carnism because it's, Instead of veganism is a term we use because it's the the outlier, you know. But what we should be doing is calling non-veganism carnism because that is the real uh, philosophy that's that's going on here. That that's, that is the one that's more like a religion where you sacrifice animals, follow this belief system that's not set in fact. We don't need meat to survive. Um, so I, I just thought my position is a non-carnist, an anti-carnist, rather than a vegan. And it's a nice play on words for, for a good logo. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes along with um, my interest in metal, coincidentally. It all just fits together so well. Oh, yeah. It is a brilliant title. I absolutely love it. And, yeah, um, I always find it so ironic when people say, you know, our oh, veganism is a cult, and it's, as you say, you know, it's more culty to be sacrificing things and eating animals. Yeah. So um, I absolutely love that. So when you come up with these uh, brilliant designs, um, is there any way in particular that you draw your inspiration from? Um, I try to get involved in as many different types of activism as possible. Um, uh, and metal gigs, and they kind of sort of merge together. Yeah, 50-50, they just, it's a mashup. Yeah. That's a brilliant reason to go to a metal gig, isn't it? I'm sorry, oh, yeah. I have to go. I need some new design inspiration. Yeah, I, I call it marketing. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, it's That's marketing. my excuse that I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. And, you know, I can totally imagine that that would be the, the perfect place to get inspiration from. Um, are there any artists in particular who you admire or who inspire you with their art style? Or does it just come completely... Uh, well, 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 I'm drawn to certain styles on my band T-shirts. And about ten years ago, I was walking around Camden, and there was a little stall. Um, it was just this guy working on his own, doing his own designs, putting them on T-shirts, selling them at his stall. And I've been wearing that same T-shirt for like ten years. <laughs> I just love it. And um, yeah, check them out, Lamort on online. Um, he's still going with his wife. Pumping out t-shirt designs, uh, really intricate white designs on black. And yeah, I'd love to get to his level someday. He's not vegan, so maybe he should be getting to my level. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I always love, um, especially, you know, with art and like with music, it's always brilliant to understand um, someone you admire. It's great to understand then who they admire because, you know, you can go through those levels and see like a much... Um, 
a much greater focus on that art. And yeah, we'll have to give them a link in this and um, yeah, yeah, check, check it out. Because I know for me, um, the for me, I've got um, some of my Lamb of God shirts, and unfortunately, they're starting to get holes in it now. So it's um, case you keep them away from Jackie so she doesn't throw them out. And uh, I yeah. know better than that. <laughs> it's going to be a sad day when I or I have to finally cut them up for patches because um, yeah. Oh yeah, you can always do that. Exactly, I do the same. But um, so many uh, vegans, you know, we not only like to live our beliefs, you know, we like to wear them proudly. And how important is it to you to have that clothing that really um, shows your beliefs, you know, where's your heart and your sleeve, you know, really shows what you, you stand for? Oh, that that is the number one priority, definitely, in a nutshell. Well said. Yeah, that that is the reason for it all. It's brilliant. Like, yeah, I'm just, oh, I, we need to get some stuff over here. Like, hurry up, New Zealand Post, and get your mail sorted already. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Give the other side of the globe. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. You know, and there's, yeah, it's, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to, to feature you on our series because, you know, you are so unique, and there are going to be so many people that would just be chomping at the bit to, you know, to find out more about your gear. And, you know, certainly uh, for us, particularly, you know, being where we are, um, when you look to find this kind of clothing, um, it can be really frustrating also trying to find, not just trying to find a producer at all of, of vegan clothing, but who manufactures a product with the same ethics as, you know, what you're trying to promote. Mm -hmm. And we know this is something that, that you yourself feel strongly about. So could you mm -hmm. tell us a bit about the process in sourcing materials and production methods for anti-carnist gear? Well, when I first started out, I thought there's no point in having this message on the front of a T-shirt if it's made um, by children and slave labour, uh, you know, with uh, non-vegan inks. So I had to get it right. Um, I got a lot of samples at the beginning. Um, most printers didn't seem to even know what their ink was, where it came from, or what was in it. Um, so I just needed to find a supplier that knew what they were doing. Um, and thankfully... They, the one I found ended up being five minutes from my house <laughs> and he was the one who was able to tell me like uh, that it was non-toxic and that it was cruelty free, not tested on animals um, and they were able to source me earth positive, carbon neutral clothing, uh, organic cotton without um, uh, exploiting the workers that pick the cotton, uh, without exploiting the workers that dye it. Um, so you have to bear all these things in mind, otherwise the message that you print on it is lost. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like uh, all too often you see um, these third-party like shirt merchandisers who are just pumping out shirts because that's what's selling right now. And yeah, there's mm -hmm. um, don't put in that level of that care, you know. And it's um, as lovely as you mm -hmm. wear something that you know is is cared has been made with care is cared for and um yeah, yeah we can show our caring <laughs> yeah and, and at the same time it it ensures the the actual item lasts longer if it's made with care so yeah. hopefully people will be wearing my t-shirts in 10 years time as well oh uh, yeah well i i certainly hope to <laughs> <laughs> so we love how um you're not only uh promoting animal rights through your brand but also changing the perceptions and um, well, the perception, the stereotype of who vegans are and what they can be, you know, we're not all hippy-dippy, you know, sitting in the field with uh, a bunch of posies. Um, yeah. 
how important is it that we that we break these stereotypes? Oh, extremely. Um, when I first when I went to my very first veg fest in London, I thought, right, I'm going to get a t-shirt. And I looked around and I thought none of these would suit me. They're like cutesy, pink, hippie-ish. And I just thought that just like, that's fine. There are those people, but that didn't represent me. And I didn't want people to think that because I've gone vegan, I've like turned into another person either. Um, so I thought, well, I'll make my own. <laughs> and uh, yeah, vegans aren't all just one type of person. We're we're everyone. We can be anyone. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Stop the podcast. We would like to take a moment to give a shout out to one of our partners, Beyond Animal. Beyond Animal is a platform to accelerate the growth of a thriving vegan economy globally across industries. Providing digital tools, online funding services, and a multi-sector business directory, Beyond Animal is the platform for vegan entrepreneurs and investors. Head on over to beyondanimal.com and sign up today. Now back to the podcast. We were uh, talking with someone in a recent interview about um, the whole thing of, I feel it happens a lot with the vegan movement of uh, someone tries to cater for vegans. And so it's always like the healthy option, you know, it's just the plain salad, you know, it's like sometimes (laughs) we want something that's exciting. We want something that's different, you know, and so... Yeah, even when it comes to clothing, you want that that that, smi- that spicy vegan meatball, you know. Exactly. Yeah, we want what everyone else does, and we're all different. So true. But um, the metal scene is, you know, is often one that's um, perceived from the outside as, you know, maybe unfeeling, kind of brutal. Um, you know, we're, we're sort of well, meatheads. <laughs> like I've known it as when I was younger, you know. Um, but in reality, like I know for myself, there's a lot of compassion, camaraderie within the scene. You know, you just got to delve beneath that surface. Um, how do you feel metal um, sort of complements veganism? Um, well, like you say, uh, when you're in the mosh pit, it looks all brutal and violent and everything. But everyone's just having a great time. And if someone falls down, everyone helps them up. It's It's just the best people I know are metalheads you know (laughs) and it goes with veganism because it's like a rebellion against the norm people think outside the box they don't they're not just fed what the mainstream tell them to like um and they're not just going along with what everyone else is doing and uh, there's there's a lot of uh, community in that yeah, we couldn't agree more, eh? Like yeah. we, we we say that, you know, for for us we feel that that veganism is is a, an awesome form of of anarchy, you know, in, in rebellion yeah. in today's times. You know, it's that refusal to conform and just not blindly believe or go along with whatever we're told. You know, it's it's not just different to be vegan; it's it's badass to be vegan. So, exactly. you know. <laughs> yourself as a vegan who attends a lot of metal festivals, you know, how have you seen the options changed for you as a vegan over the years? You know, when you look at around, you're getting that inspiration. Um, or whether it comes to clothing or, you know, anything at all. Food, food, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when I went to one of my first download festivals, um, we camped with a vegetarian, and I didn't see him eat anything. I think he was picking up some carrot sticks, and I thought, I'm glad I'm not vegetarian. You can't get any food around here. Um, And that kind of put me off for a bit. Um, But 
nowadays, going to a download festival or bloodstock, I can't even eat all the food if I tried, and I do try. <laughs> I try to get to every stall. There's like all the different burgers and churros and, and baguettes and burritos, and I just want I want all of it now, and it's impossible. There's too much. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome to like, hear. I, I can't wait to one day uh, get back to the UK as long as long as all of this uh, crazy pandemic stuff is over. But yeah, Bloodstock yeah. and Download are very high on my list. So we've got to try. That's and... another thing New Zealand is sorely lacking. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe start one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can start well, two. Don't give him ideas. <laughs> Coming <laughs> soon to <laughs> Vegan FTA. <Yeah. laughs> I'll come. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can bring the merch. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the merch then. But yeah. um, speaking of uh, merch and stuff um, and festivals, uh, the one thing that I absolutely adore that you do, um, is I think it's every year, is your festival uh, shirt and the way mm. that you have all these uh, different band names and you sort of veganize them on the back, like uh, Foo Fighters becomes Tofu Fighters, uh, Plant Terror, uh, was it uh, Black Salad? Um, oh, I like that. <laughs> it must be so much fun coming up with those. Like, can you tell us a little bit about the process when you're doing those shirts? Oh, sure. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, there was a big sense of community, so we all pulled together to make something great. Um, I put it on all the vegan Facebook groups. I put it on uh, the Facebook page and the Instagram and Twitter, and I would. Uh, compile this massive list and just have to whittle it down to the very best ones and uh, when I got the best ones I put them all on the website with uh, crediting uh, the person's name that came up with each one and everyone just felt like they uh, helped make it happen <laughs> at the end <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Well, that's awesome because I know when it last came up um I was there for the next couple of days, you know, always thinking, you know, what what other ones could we do? You know, go go Jira Berry, um, or Cannibal Corpse being cannibal crops and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep going, but and it looks fantastic as well. And again, you know, you've really got to look at it because it's just like it's it's a classic yeah, band shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then when you look at it, it's like, oh my god, it's awesome. I mean, you know, that alone in, in itself is is so much fun. But you know, what what's the best thing about doing what you do now with anti cannabis, particularly you know, compared to to designing menus and things for uh, for a, a mm. grill in Calvary, you know, is it sowing those seeds and starting those conversations with your designs, or is it just cranking out some really epic gear? Uh, well, when I was in my graphic design job for the Carvery, um, and I was finding all this stuff out um, about veganism. If I wasn't doing this, I would be doing something. Like I would be, I would have to. Um, and I just thought I'll compile all the things I enjoy and I'm good at, and try and steer that in a way to create activism. Um, so I, th I think the fact that it's something I enjoy and it's something that's rewarding is just the perfect storm, really. Yeah. I love that. It's um, there's another thing that. Um, has really been standing out through this series is meeting so many people have been able to funnel their passion uh, not just into a project but a whole career around it and yeah like you can see the love that comes through in your designs you know it, it's brutal love but you know it's it's it's, it's fantastic and um, yeah 
bloody good on you for uh, for for going with it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but like I say, I I feel like I don't I don't really have a choice. I I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. Well, hopefully yeah. we'll get you a lot of new followers and people flocking to your site, which will make sure that we, you know, provide all the all the relevant links and things. But, I mean, we love that, um, you know, Canis, I mean, we, we learn new stuff all the time. We love that Canis often worship metal artists such as Rob Zombie um, or bands such as Cro-Mags that Gareth listens to all the time, you know. And Rob Zombie, I've been following for years without having the slightest idea that he was vegan, you know. Are there any others that stick out for you that maybe us and, you know, yeah, specifically maybe even not us, but, but anybody may not know about that's actually vegan? Hmm. Well, the first one that comes to mind is architects, um, although they, they kind of make it, I don't know, maybe they make it obvious, I'm not sure. I love their, their song, uh, Modern Misery, and the, the lyrics, if you, li- if you really listen to the words and think about veganism, it's, it is, oh, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, whenever um, a vegan uh, artist like comes on at a gig or on Spotify at a party, I'll just go to my friends, he's vegan. <laughs> and they'll go, oh, really? <laughs> I have to know. <laughs> like, some of us are pretty cool. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Definitely. I, it's one thing I wish came up uh, more in, like, the interviews. Like, there's um, sites like Metal Injection and Loudwire who quite often do their interviews with people. And um, I always love hearing that um, – like I really like Lamb of God, and I know Phil Campbell, the bass player, and Chris Adler, they're vegetarian. Yeah. But then I want someone to do a more in-depth interview with them, you know, to find out are you actually vegan? You know, I I think there might be a few more out there, but I'd like to know. Yeah, yeah, it's just um, well, there's even bands like um, Cattle Decapitation, you know, like yeah. the least vegan name possible. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an obvious one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hidden depth. But yeah, I've got to ask, um, who are your top three bands right now? Because I, I won't ask uh, top three bands of all time because I know whenever anyone asks me that, I always, <laughs> five minutes down the track, I'm like, oh, I should have said such and such. So who, who are the top three <laughs> right now? Right now, um, I have to say Tool. Um, I saw them live last year. Best gig ever. Blown away. Um I don't know if anything can top that. Uh, but I am also really obsessed with Truck Fighters, which is a desert stoner rock band. You know Truck Fighters? Yeah, well, I was Indian. cooking dinner just before listening to them. <laughs> oh, I love them so much. I think I've seen them live about six times, <laughs> and that was in three years. And um, another um, stoner rock band from, I think they're from London, actually, called Elephant Tree. So check them out if you like truck fighters. Yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, give them a check out because for the listeners out there, um, if you do want to check out truck fighters, my my top pick for album is uh, Gravity X from them. I I love that one. (laughs) Oh, that that made my day. It's like, if you're into stoner rock, you know truck fighters because they're the kings. But um, everyone else just, yeah, they're not exactly in the charts. Yeah. Well, another couple I'd probably check out there as well is uh, one I quite like is Karma to Burn. Um, they're pretty groovy, a lot of instrumental stuff. And um, I'll check them 
you well, my all-time favorite band there um i think they're classified as post-punk is uh the jesus lizards like that <laughs> <they're, they're, laughs> album yeah the Great album thing. goat is like epic <laughs> <laughs> i know what i'm doing today then <laughs> Well, the, the one that, that told us about truck fighters is actually um, Simon, who... Um, yeah, he's coming up in the series, uh, one of our other speakers, Simon uh, Lyons. Yeah, um, vegan chef, is amazing. Yeah, he, well, he's brilliant. He's a musician as well, but um, whilst doing this series, we've been back and forth, you know, oh, bro, have you checked out this band yet? Oh, what about this one? So. <laughs> yeah, he's got a <laughs> it's very cool and um, you know we, we're gonna have to tell him about your gear as well he, he probably knows no Simon he probably knows but, but as if we couldn't love what you do anymore um you also donate 10% of your profits to an animal sanctuary of your choice each year um you know one that you've actually been to and visited in person are there any sanctuaries or organizations in particular that you would like to give a shout out to and, and uh, get our followers to support and get behind Oh, well, I have to do a shout out for my local sanctuary, Hillside. Hillside have been going something like 25 years. They do an amazing job. They've got two sites around here in Norfolk. Um, I visit them regularly. And uh, when you go up to uh, see the animals, they'll have like a plaque next to them that explains their story. So even the non-vegans that go there can read and see that these are like survivors of of what they are supporting and hopefully that helps them make the connection like they've got whole herds of cows that have been um just given up by a farmer that's gone vegan and i'll explain that that's great and and i have to say being able to donate 10 percent of uh the profits from anti-carnist is just a massive privilege for me and not one I take lightly. I, I'm just so glad I'm able to do that. It's, a, it's what adds to it being rewarding. I just, every day, I'm so grateful to be able to do this. It's, yeah, I hope I can do it for forever. Yeah. That is so wonderful because yeah. your, um, your, your designs, your shirts and themselves and your hoodies and everything, that, that's activism in one form, but then also, you know, given to um, charities and sanctuaries like this, is yeah. another form so it's a, it's a double whammy and thank you so much for all you do in that cause yeah not only are you doing what you love you're helping us. <laughs> thank you so um, i can't help but think though as well uh the sanctuary it might be um a great place for a, for a metal album you know you have the stories per track you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be great <laughs> this is snuffles the pig <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, because we've, um, as part of another vegan FDA series, um, we visited a lot of sanctuaries here in New Zealand, and it's it's incredible hearing some of the stories that happen, mm-hmm. and um, especially going to like a lot more people are starting to realise now that cows and pigs and stuff end up at sanctuaries, but there's all sorts of other animals like um, right here we get alpacas quite a lot, mm-hmm. um, and animals you don't even realise need help, you know, and you don't realise that people could be so cruel to so many different species it's just wild yeah i I don't know why i'm still surprised every day at at what we do you know yeah Yeah. but um going to sanctuaries is a good um it's good for mental health after doing so much activism to go to sanctuaries and see the good in the world that humans can do is is necessary i find 
Absolutely. Uh, we were talking to uh, one of our first activists, Bobby Sudd, who uh, he's event organizer for LA Animal Save. Um, and he actually lives at, a, at an animal sanctuary. And he said, you know, oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so important to, um, to come home and see yeah. the best in humanity, you know, after spending so yeah. much time around the worst as well, which is, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, Hillside, we will definitely check that one out. Um, I know a lot of people as well as us will be watching this and, um, you know, wanting to rush to, to get their hands on some of your gear. So uh, I guess it's, it's a good thing, but apologies in advance if you suddenly get swamped. But, it all looks fantastic. The hardest bit is, is choosing, you know, what, what to pick first, but we better ask to make sure in advance that, um, do you ship worldwide? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Of course. Awesome. You're, we'll be uh, we'll be sorting it all around the place, won't we? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Represent. Hi. So just to make sure though, um, the name of the website is just uh, is it anticarnist dot com? Yeah. Um, I've also got Facebook and Instagram, but just Google anticarnist, it all comes up. Thank you for listening to this interview. We hope you have found it informative and entertaining. To learn more about Karina's work, check out anticarnist.com. Once again, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms for future episodes. This has been Vegan FTA, vegan for the animals.